Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your returning host, Peter, joined by Tom. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Holiday's over a bit, so back to reality. So normally at this point in the stage, I would do the top three in the league and that, but I'm going to wait a couple of weeks until we've got kind of decent scoreboard up, maybe three or four games, and then I will go through the people at the top of the league and we'll cover it every week, just so people don't think they're really going to not get mentioned if they're sitting at the top. So we'll go through our score and rank first. Tom, I will go first if that would load up. Right, so... 70 points this week for me, better than last week, so there is that. Roos and goals for two, Captain Cap, Captain Tav 12, Scales 2, Taylor 2, Atkinson off the bench 1, Levitt 3, Ayunga 6, Lawrence 10, Kolak 7, Shankland 11, Vice Captain Furuhashi 14, left nothing on the bench, so that was 70 points, and that half my game week after a terrible game week 1, rank from 2,600 to, to 1,054th, so... It's quite a big rise. I think there's quite a lot of dead teams straight away, but how'd you go on, Tom? Yeah, I got 86 points this week. Um, my overall rank is down to 111th, so 111. Um, Points-wise, I got Roosan goals as well for two. Back line of Yilmaz for six. Captain Tav got me 12. Scales got me two. Taylor got me two. In midfield, Ayunga got me six. Lawrence, 10. Yota, 14. Up front, I've got Hula for two points, Miofsky for 16 points, and vice-captain on Furuhashi, 14 points. And nothing really left on the bench there. Okay, so if you've seen my Twitter account, the Regan Charles Cook Cup round one results were online as well. Unfortunately, I'm the first podcaster at the threes to fill the first hurdle. Game week one kind of killed me off. Uh, but then, I see things happen. There's always the royalty rumble that comes up midweek point of the season. So if you haven't seen them there, we're going to do a live draw later. But what we do now is quickly go through the result and then Tom's going to give us a bit on the games and what he is top 10 for the game week. So the results from the game week two were Ross County 1, Celtic 3, Rangers 2, Kilmarnock 0, Motherwell 1, St. Johnson 2, Aberdeen 4, St. Merlin 1, Hibs 1, Hearts 1, and Dungeon United 0, Livingston 1, Tom. So over to you. Okay, so first up, we've got uh, Rangers 2, Kilmarnock 0, 
Um, Cholak scored with an assist from Lawrence, and Borellis came on as a sub and also scored as well. Looking at the start and 11s, um, Sands was in with Goldson as centre-back, and Yilmaz was the preferred option over Barisic. Uh, Yilmaz comes in at 3.4 million. Um, a Rangers defender that cheap. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad option there. Um, it's, I think he'll probably be preferred over Barisic this season. Um, Rangers defence kept Kelly at bay. Um, they had zero shots on target. So Rangers are back in their form with clean sheets. Obviously, this is just one game, so not much to go on. Attacking-wise from Rangers, I think they're clearly missing Ryan Kent. Um, they don't look as dangerous going forward. But uh, Tom Lawrence in midfield is ticking along nicely. He got an assist, a clean sheet point, and all three bonus in this game, giving us a total of 10. And that's 14 points over two game weeks. So happy with that. Um, Kilmarnock, it's hard to judge them when they're playing away at Ibrox. So I don't really take too much away from that. Um, McLaughlin, he was first choice keeper. He, he didn't have much to do. He seems to be first choice keeper. He didn't have much to do. Um, Cholak does offer a cheap striker option. However, for Cholak owners, I'm not one of them. But if I did have him, I'd be a bit concerned about the return of Morelos. Came on as a sub, scored. Do you have Cholak, Pierre? I do, yes. Are you worried? I am. Hence, I sent you that kind of kid on wildcard that I was doing the other night to see, to see what my thoughts oh, were. Yeah. Mm. Thoughts on the game? Do you want me to say what I think? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I can agree with you. So far, just looking at the edges, so far I've seen two games, Tavernier and Lawrence is my locks in. I do want to get to Yilmaz. Uh, so that would probably be at the expense of Kolak because he's so cheap at the back. But then you've got the returning Morelis soon. We'll give you another option up top. So it's food for thought. Right now I'm thinking about getting to Tavernier, Lawrence and Yilmaz and then maybe dipping in and out of Morelis. If he hits the ground running back fitness. Rangers have got qualifying games. If they if they win the night, if they overturn this, the leg and go off more midweek games, so it could be rotation league Europe league Europe. And um, we do get LAT news Rangers this week, so I won't need to jump until I see the team news because if Kolog if Kolog starts against Johnson, then I'm just gonna hold. And if Morelis is in against Johnson, which is possibly worst team in the league, I, I may have to take a hit to get him in. Come on, look. I've got me out the back cheap. Shaw's mm-hmm. on a Shaw's on a kind of short list for cheap strikers up front, but apart from that, nothing really stands out from yet. Two games in, still the finger feet. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with the Rangers assets. It looks like Tav and um, what's his name again, Lawrence, uh, mm-hmm. are are pretty nailed on, and then it's just finding out who we want that third Rangers slot to be. But three point four million, and it frees up so much funds to do. Other things which we'll, we'll probably come on to. Um, next fixture up, we've got Motherwell 1, St Johnston 2. Um, Motherwell, it was known goal from Graham Carey um, in the, the dying minutes for St Johnston. Jamie Murphy scored the opener uh, with Theon Thelon there with the assist. Um, and also another goal in the dying minutes was Stevie May uh, with an assist from McGowan. Uh, the Saints managed a, a a win away from home, having lost 1-0 at home to Hibs last week. Jamie Murphy scored the opener and got all three bonus. That gave him a total of 11 points. Um, I think it's probably going to be a long season for Motherwell. Um, I've kind of felt they got a bit lucky last week with the, the Liam Kelly performance. Um, St Mirren did create a lot of chances, but just, just couldn't get in the back of the net. 
Um, Kelly didn't manage the same sort of performance this week. And St. Johnston, a team that we've been, um, we've not been too kind to on the podcast, we're not too keen on their assets. Um, they've managed to to go to Fir Park and get a win there. So concerning for Motherwell. Uh, Connor Shields did hit the woodwork. So you could maybe perhaps argue they're a little bit unfortunate. Um, but I don't fancy either sides at the minute. Um, but if there is any sort of standout assets, um, we'll probably need to see more from both teams before we start jumping onto that. Anything to add on that fixture, Peter? No, I think you pretty much nailed that, Tom. I'd only seen the quick highlights of this game. I have got them both marked as target teams as it stands right now. St. John's was a team to target from the start. Um, Motherwell's a team to target around. Depending on who the appointment's manager, that could change. I mean, when I look at their squad, they've got the makings of a decent team, I think. They shouldn't be. Like, well, I suppose there's a lot of teams kind of similar, but I think my good coaching charge could be not bad. But right now, I think I'll be targeting their fixtures going forward for maybe vice captains and captains. And yeah. that's... Uh, there's nobody there I want to take into the team. I know we can I said before, Motherwell, a good start to the season. Don't play either of the Rangers who take the game week eight, I think. But they've not shown anything that makes you want to jump on them. So it's a hard no for me for both teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, next fixture up, Aberdeen four, St Mirren one. Miofsky with two goals, one of which was a penalty. Uh, also scoring was Clarkson uh, with an assist from Matty Kennedy. And the Duke scored with an assist from Ramirez. Um, St Mirren went down to 10 men pretty early on. Uh, Declan Gallagher got his second yellow card uh, at the 22-minute mark. However, Aberdeen didn't manage to keep the clean sheet. Uh, There was a penalty awarded to St Mirren. Um, A younger scored. He is our out-of-position midfielder playing as a striker. He looked pretty decent last week and he's managed to get on the score sheet this week. Um, The Penalty was won by Kilty. Um, that penalty was their only shot on target, so I wouldn't be considering any other St Mirren assets other than a younger, probably. Uh, Aberdeen managed a whopping 10 shots on target. Miofsky had five of these. Um, he did score two goals, but he'd also missed three big chances as well. At <clears> 5.1 million. Um, and with that fixture run we discussed on the last pod, I think he's probably a must-have at this stage of the season. Um, I think all of us on the podcast have been quite confident about Miofsky after what we've seen in pre-season um, me and Donny have got him Peter you want him uh, I think at that 5.1 million price you can't go wrong he's cheaper than the likes of um, Fletcher and Shankland and, and doing pretty good um, Scales we've got a lot of teams have got him as a cheap, cheap enabler uh, he had four shots um, and missed a big chance in this game. Not bad for a, a budget enabler. I would have really liked to have clean, seen a, a clean sheet from Aberdeen, but it's just one of these things. For younger, a younger owners, at least they got um, the consolation penalty. Um, Basujan, I don't think I'm saying that right, but uh, he hit the woodwork in this game as well. So he's not a bad option. Uh, and Aberdeen looked pretty attacking. Um, a younger... I've just noted down, I don't think he's inexpendable. We've got a lot of kind of emerging midfield options. Um, they do cost a bit more than him, so they're not that easy to get to. Um, but as I said, he's the only St. Mirren asset I'd probably consider at this point. Peter? Yep, pretty well done there, Tom. Uh, St. Mirren, I think the young guys want to have right now. 
I can see this is going to be another kind of player. Maybe not Megan Charles Cook type, but I mean, he's, he's going to build early value. So, I mean, the question is, like, people who want to get to boil and want to get to other players, it could be a good option if you keep him around, see what happens. He's returned. I'm pretty much assuming he's going to get a price rise this week. I don't know what your team looked like, but I get 0.5 million extra after game week one. Did you? That was 0.6, yeah. Yeah, so the money's flowing quite quickly. So I, I, I don't envision it'll take long before you can... Pre- if you've got the right players at the right time, you can pretty much fit most of these players in at some point. Uh, Aberdeen, I, I do like looking after the first two game weeks. I know they played us game week one, Celtic. But it looks like Goodwin can have them playing quite defensively when they're playing the harder teams. They can play them quite free-flowing when they're playing the kind of smaller teams. So I do I think they're going to do pretty well this season. And... I obviously mentioned, I think I'm going to go on him. Again, I managed to oh, get to the transfers, but I just cover him. If the Rangers team news comes in and Kolek's not playing, it's an easy move. Another move I need to get to, you mentioned later, is Jota. I haven't got him, so I may have to downgrade Furuhashi to get to Jota, because another question on that later was because I think Furuhashi's game time is quite worrying because of the size of the squad we've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aberdeen at the back, I think it'll just come. Goodman's a good defensive manager. It'll come with time. He's built a brand new team. I don't think the double-up's the strangest thing to do in the world with the cheap goalkeeper and cheap defender. I'm mm-hmm. sure over the space of a couple of game weeks, you're going to get a double clean sheet return. And I think the season progresses and the fixtures, and they get used to each other. I think Abney's going to be pretty solid for the clean sheets as they go forward. Watch that come back and hit me egg in the face. But that's my look at it from the outside in anyway. I think people agree because Roos has already went up by 0.1 as his scale. So people are getting on him. Uh, at the at present, Miofsky is only owned by 11.6% of managers. So still in that sort of differential category at the minute. So certainly helped owners this week. That'll jump. You know that's going to jump next week. Big cat will jump. Big I'll jump with hell up. I think so. Um, next fixture then, we've got Ross County 1, Selic 3. Yakaviti uh, scored for Ross County with an assist from Awura Edwards. Uh, I thought he looked good against Hearts last week. Unfortunately, he didn't start this fixture, but he did come on at half time. Um, I don't know if that was tactics, wanting to have more of an impact. Um, for Selic, uh, Kyogo scored with an assist from Yota. Yen scored with an assist from Yota. And Abada scored with an assist from Yota. So, everyone will attack at your heart as I watched it, but when you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually thought O'Reilly looked good in this game as well, but unfortunately no returns from him. Uh, Kyogo came good with a goal and he managed to make it to 85 minutes in this game. Uh, I think he only made it to about 65 last last week mm-hmm. before Yakamakis came on to replace him. Uh, it was a hat-trick of assists for Yota. I think he's in that kind of must-have category given on his form so far this season. Um, one goal and three assists in two games mm-hmm. as well as the clean sheet in this game and four bonus points across the two. Uh, he's the highest scoring player in the game with 24 and his ownership is pretty high, like 56.8, so more than half of managers own him. Um, so you're going to fall behind a bit if you don't have him in your team, I think. Um, Jens, he came in for Welsh. Welsh has went down with an illness. He wasn't in the squad at all for this fixture. At 2.9 million, he could be the cheapest way into the, the Celtic defence. Uh, he's even 0.6 cheaper than Greg Taylor. Um, I noticed he had a big presence in the box, and obviously he scored. Um, perhaps he's maybe even more likely to get goals than Taylor. Um, 
for Ross County. I think Ouroura's on my watch list just now is perhaps a, a cheapy option. Um, but it's probably the same situation as Kilmarnock this game week. It's just kind of hard to judge them when they're playing against either Celtic or Rangers. So uh, I don't really have much to say on the opposition there. Peter, your thoughts? Yep, start with Ross County. I thought Ross County looked again under Mark Carroll's all organised, but they still offer an attacking threat. There are two wingers, I think it's Sims and Edwards. Am I right? And that's the two wingers. I think they, once they start getting their groove and the fixtures done, I think they could be really good cheap enablers because I think he likes to play, I believe, a lot of wing play. That's the way it goes. So at some point, they're going to have, have decent returns, both of them. I like, I like having a, a Ross County player on my team at some point and they've all come good he's a good manager I know he's got his faults and his, his beliefs maybe his belief system but he's a good manager I think they will come good at some point it's better get on the right time Celtic wise I mean see the Welsh thing is it Covid do we know I know it's never declared but I think it's Covid difficult to say illness yeah, illness I know I mean, illness, sometimes just thinking to, uh, yeah. I, I'm not convinced Jens is going to keep that position because Starfield's to come back, so I'm, I'm more, if you want to stick to you, stick with Carter Vickers. I'm on Taylor. Well, I think Greg Taylor looks fantastic this season so far. I think he's really upped his game in that position. He's inverted winger. The only thing about that is, I mean, I've, I've got him in my team, and he's rose, I think, ready by one point, or maybe point two. Uh, he plays as a midfielder, he can the midfielder, so he's not really getting bombing on the left-hand side, the way you would have him. Ralph comes in. Just want to watch. Again, his value's going up. As long as he to keep playing well, and his value's going up, then it could be there. He's still a cheap cheap version of Celtic defence. Yacht is a must-have. I need to on him. I slept on that one to start. I thought it was been cute going for a tatty. Didn't work out. He's injured. Riley, like yourself said, I thought he looked really good. I thought Turnbull looked decent as well. Now Atati's out. But it's again, there will be a point where going to Celtic will start rotating players. Players are going to get game time. A bad is going to get game time. I mean, he made a get hooked at half time. I mean, that's, that's a sore of you, Dim. Yeah. Hugh Mack is going to get game time depending on the fixtures. And who have we got next? Who's Celtic playing next, Tom? Uh, let me check. Kilmarnock, away at the plastic pitch. So that would, that would not surprise me if you might come in for that game. I mean, it would be something, it would just fall, maybe do something different. Uh, apart from that, I think all the assets are pretty much nailed the way you want to be nailed, Celtic-wise. I mean, the goal, the rugby, the rugby keep 38 clean seats near those Rangers, but you're just going to have to take these hits. But you're looking for a turns on, on the pitch, other way now, I think it's Jota's 100% number one choice. I will have to get to him if not this week, the week after, because as you said, Ty's point scorer and I'm getting left behind. Mm-hmm. We, then we move on to the Sunday fixtures. Um, we had the Edinburgh Derby. Hibs won, Hearts won. Boyle scored for Hibs, assist from Ewan. Um, that's Ellie Ewan, not Ewan Henderson. Um, for Hearts, it was Shankland, and assist from Barry Mackay. Um some return for, for Boyle after coming back from, from Saudi. Uh, he's a 5.1 million mid. He could just be what Hibs need, but probably want to see more from him first of all um, before I jump on him. Ewan, 4.0 million forward. He got the assist. I think he could be a nice cheap option um, if he gets consistent starts, then striker position is a position that Traditionally, he's not the best return for points. Could be an option. Uh, the only other Hibs asset I'd probably be concerned at the minute is Ewan Henderson. We said before, 3.1, a starting midfielder. He's on corners. 
he does look like a nice enabler. Uh, he got an assist last week and a, a 0.1 point price rise. So I think people will start to get on him as um, they want to shift the cash about. A lot of people will bank the, the, the two uh, the two transfers. So um, I could see a lot of people bringing him in this week to try and free up some funds to get these more premium assets that are firing. Um, Shanklin got the goal. His stats are good. Uh, he had three shots on target in this game. Barry Mackay got the assist after bagging a goal last week. And I do really like him as an option as well. I wish Forrest got something in this game as he's, he's a bit more affordable than Mackay. Currently, I've got zero hearts assets. I'm more in the uh, Kyogo situation. Um, I think he could be a nice downgrade to, to Shanklin and use the money to beef up the midfield and get on these assets. Potentially Boyle. I like look at Mackay as well. Um, so that's what I'm kind of thinking at the minute. Especially if Shanklin kind of keeps up with Kyogo's output as well. Because 7.8 million is a he's a fun sponge. Um, and it's not a fun sponge, a fun sponge, right? Okay. A fun sponge, that's right. <laughs> um, so if you can get on Shanklin and he's doing the same job for cheaper, I know what I'd rather have. Um, thoughts, Peter? Well, this great comment that you I've got Shankland and Furuhashi, and when I think about it today, walking around my delivery, it's Furuhashi who's looking like to leave my team before Shankland, which is strange to think. But Shankland did, did look good. I mean, he's got a good attacking field behind him. He's probably got less threat of game rotation time. I know they've started playing Europe, so that could change as it stands now. If I'm making moves to get midfielders in and strengthen elsewhere, I'll probably Furuhashi will downgrade and keep Shankland, which I've I think makes sense in my head right now. I mean, I know that actually has the potential to explode and make two or three goals a game, but I think so can so can Shankland if that's the right fixtures. Yeah, I mean, well, that's home to Dundee United, so depending on how this leg goes in uh, Holland, maybe some tired legs there. Shankland yeah, could yeah, do well. I'm that as well. So like the following fixture, um, so those considering it may want to wait till after the Celtic game before jumping on. After that, they've got St. Johnston, Livingston, St. Mirren, Motherwell before the face Rangers in game week nine. So a nice little run there. That's a tasty run. I'm doing me boofed face. Uh, Boyle, I think, I've just, I've saw too much in the last couple of games of the season we've played this game. He's explosive. He's talismatic. You know he's going to lead the line. Everyone's going to go through him. He's going to get pens. He's going to get corners when he comes in the team. Everyone's going to go through him. Three kicks. I think I'm going to get to him very, very shortly. Hence, uh, I sent you a wild card thing again. I'll bring it up twice. If people listen, I sent Tom a kind of dummy wild card and he talked me out of it because it was too early in the game week. It was just sort of threw up like if I was panicking. And I thought it looked pretty good from what I could see. Yeah. But it's just a case of, as you said, you don't need to do that. You can get to it with a hit and then wait and see. And then you can do it again and don't waste it for early doors, which I won't be doing. I was just more of a kind of just think and see how it looks. Hearts wise and fixtures, the, the players are still there. You could have Shankland, you could have Mackay, you could have Forrest. The end of the back line, you can have Gordon. I know Gordon, he's not kept a clean sheet yet, but I mean, it is going to come. Hearts are not notoriously quite good defensively. Mm-hmm. If you stick with them, they sell you off them, unless you're downgrading and you save money elsewhere. They've all got their, clean, their fair share of clean sheets. I mean, Cochran and Kingsley, when they're both playing, they're both attacking, they're all with the halls coming from each side, depends on the right time. It's actually quite a lot of assets to kind of differentiate them, but six, seven players mentioned there, so mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, Hibs again I don't fancy at the back I still think they're 
white dodge at the back. It would be more yeah. midfield to up front. You mentioned the really cheap striker could enable. If the game pans out the way it might pan out over the last two seasons where the strikers are kind of the more dead positions, then at least you're getting maybe a four point. You say four point two that striker was? It's four point nothing. So four million for a Hibs striker. Potential aspects to be top six. That's that's not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts on that. Didn't see any else in that game, but it was all for you. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Dundee United nil, Livingston one, um, was the final fixture. Um, it was one nil to Livingston. Montano scored with an assist from Nicky Devlin. I thought Livy looked strong last week. Um, they were at home at the Tony Mac. They managed to get the goal and keep Rangers at bay up until about seventy odd minutes. So they looked strong. Um, they did get the clean sheet in this fixture. And Dundee United looked pretty good. Um, they had a good game midweek against AZ. They'll be playing the, the return or the away fixture um, in Holland on Thursday night. So keep an eye out for team news there. Um, it was two defenders that managed to get the goal and assist. I thought Nubley looked good last week. He didn't really manage anything this week. Um, United perhaps have one eye on that kind of second leg. So they may be underperformed in this fixture. Um, Livingston at home to Hibs next. Without the return of Boyle, I would be fairly set that they were going to get a clean sheet in that fixture. But I still think Boyle's a bit of an unknown. Um, he's came from Saudi. He's not really had much of a pre-season. We don't really know how fit he is. He did come on as a sub in the died minutes. Is he going to start? I'm not too sure. Um, I do like the look of Devlin, though. He could be an option. If you've got some spare cash, maybe get rid of Mayo and go Devlin. That's something I'm perhaps considering. Um I'm quite happy with scales at the minute, so I don't really want to get rid of him. Um, I'm not really too sure about any other Livingston assets at all. Um, I think there's probably better options out there in all, all positions, really. Um, this game week, I did consider going for Levitt. Uh, however, I've kind of cooled off him a bit. And um, I'm going to keep an eye on United assets in, in general for the time being. Uh, maybe let them get this European tie out the way and then reassess. They do have Hearts next, which will be a bigger challenge than Livingston. So I'm definitely not going for for Levitt until after that. And no clean sheet yet for United. Um, so I'm not really drawing it on the defenders either. Yeah. Yep. Don uh, United, I think you mate, you pretty much know there. The European kind of sideshow is maybe more important for them right now, obviously financially and more esteem. But I think they do look good overall. Jack Ross is a good manager. He seems to have built a right good squad of players. The whole by the best in the league kind of mentality is kind of working there. I think they will come good. I wouldn't be too knee-jerk on them. I mean, they're Europe, I suppose. What is this? Do they have to play another round after this? Do they need to play playoff rounds? Another three midweek games potentially into it for them? Because this is a, uh, if, if they get through, they're another two because obviously it's a playoff round next. Is that right? Because Hearts in a playoff round. Am I right? Is there another... So- if they get through, they've got a playoff round. So they've got two games to play there and then right. and then they're in. Right, so it's not going to go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. You go, no. They either get through third and you know, two more games to go or they're it's it's back it's to week to week. It's qualification for the conference thing. So if they don't go through, it's it's, it's over pretty much. There's nothing to drop down yeah, into. Like it's, not, it's not like Hearts. Hearts are guaranteed the European group stage because they can opt out to go straight into the Europa Conference League. Because they're in a different competition. Right, okay. They're guaranteed European football till till Christmas. So good. 
Right, so that's why I would look at that way. Livingston, I think, looked better than they did last season at the start because they seem to have retained Maurice's team, Maurice's squad. So they've lost a few players, but not lost massive amounts of players. So they've hurt the ground quicker than even I thought they would do. Martin Dill obviously knows what he's doing. He's got a good squad together. They will probably be looking to finish top six again. They've got a lot of cheap players in there. Again, it's, just, it's still a relatively small sample size. Another two or three weeks, and then we can start making moves on... I mean, I like the Devlin shooting all Tom because he's quite an attacking fullback. Mm-hmm. He's captain as well, so he is nailed. I mean, he's going to play every week if he's fit. Yeah. Like a yellow card, that's the only time you, you take it on board when you, you bring him in. But, yep, yeah, some good players mentioned there. Don't you really think it's just a case of, if you've got... I brought Levitt in because I thought he was injured. But we've got a question on that later. I think Levitt might be coming back out again. I, I feel the way they're going to set up now they've signed a certain player. We'll talk about that later. So that's as finished the game still. You want to go on to the top 10s? Yeah, so top 10. We did it last week. We did it last season as well until it kind of became glaringly obvious what the, the situation was. So we'll carry on doing that until it's glaringly obvious what the situation is this season. Um, top 10 for this game week, number one, uh, coming in with 16 points is Miofsky. He's obviously a forward. Yota, 14 points, midfielder. Jamie Murphy at St. Johnston, 11 points, midfielder. Uh, Leighton Clarkson, 11 points, midfielder. Tom Lawrence at Rangers, 10 points, midfielder. Uh, Jens, Selic centre-back, 9 points, defender. Koyogo, 9 points, forward. Uh, Centre-back Goldson at Rangers, 7 points, defender. He just edged it with a bonus point, give him 7. Bear at St. Johnston, 7 points, forward. And Yakoviti, seven points defender. Cholak also got seven points as a forward, but for the purpose of this, we're doing top 10, so it has to stay at 10. <laughs> and that's the order the game put in. I don't, I don't know how they decide, but that's the order they put in. Um, maybe, price, maybe a price point, maybe on the cheapest one when it comes to that, because it points per million, maybe. Well, perhaps, yeah. yeah. Um, if we're looking at totals for this game week by position, there was obviously zero goalkeepers mentioned there. Three defenders, four mids, and three forwards. Or four forwards if you want to include Cholak as well. Um, that gives us a total of one goalkeeper so far this season in the top ten. Seven defenders, nine midfielders, and three forwards. Or four if you're counting Cholak. We're not counting so, Cholak, John. Stick to your ten. We're sticking to ten. So, obviously, midfield and defence is where Again. it's at. It so, seems to be the premium midfielders that are performing based on what we've seen last week. Tom Lawrence is ticking on nicely. Um, Yacht is obviously a premium midfielder. You will have the odd one-game-week wander, like um, Jamie Murphy. Once these guys start creeping in over the next few weeks, then you might want to consider them. But for now, I'm biting them off as a one-week wonder just now. Yep, I think you just started on the head there. I think it's seen to be... The keepers so far, I think same as last time. Apart from Gordon, who was an outlier last time, get a cheap yeah. goalkeeper who you think is going to get bonus points and save points and the random clean sheet there. That's the best way of doing it. Defenders, midfielders, like you said. And I think as the game goes on, it'll be probably going towards we always have two cheap strikers and one decent striker. If that's going to be Morelles or Furuhashi, and then cheap strikers to enable your midfield assets, defensive assets. I think that's the way the game's probably will go. Mm-hmm. Too early to see yet, we're not two game weeks in, but we'll be here before we'll sort. 
we're wise old podcast heads. We can see it coming, Tom, but whether we fall for the same traps, we don't know. Right, ready to jump on the questions then? Yeah, let's go for it. Right, okay, so seven questions, I think, this week. We'll go one at a time. So first up is Josh McCaffrey. That's Josh McSee underscore zero five. Do you think Martin Boyle is a must-have asset after his Edinburgh Derby antics? I like a lot of antics. With Morel's return, is he... Oh, so one question first. He's two to one, right? So Martin Boyle, is he a must-have? Um, potentially. I'm, I'm going to hang on one more game week, see how he performs next week, and then take it from there. Away at Livingston is a hard place to go, so if he can do well there... Well, I say two two game weeks because I'm going to see how he gets on at Livingston. They've got Rangers after that, Ibrox. Might not want to bring him in for that. So yeah, see how he does over the next two. He's got form against Rangers, but is it as is, is early as last season? So mm. We'll see how ah. Rangers defence holds yeah. up as well. Take it from there. But I'm not I'm not going to jump on him yet. But, I agree with you to a point. I don't think he's a must-have yet, but I think at some point in the season he will be a must-have. Once he's up, fit, fire and running... And again, Hibs, another team like Aberdeen, built pretty much a new squad. Lee Johnson, I know people can on his back already, but I think he seems to have all the games. He's a decent manager, decent coach. Obviously, his assistant wants to play. They can boil back in, who should fit in the system quite easily, I think. So I think at some point, Boyle will be a must-have. Maybe not right now, like Tom says, but keep him, keep watching. Do the eye test, watch the stats, watch underlying stats. I think at some point, you won't have to have another team. You're going to have to fit him in. I don't think his price is going to rise too much either because Miofsky is only owned by about 11%. Mm-hmm. And he managed to get 16 points this week. So, plus he's an easy downgrade for a lot of strikers because he's only 5.1. Whereas it's probably going to be more difficult to get a 5.1 midfielder into your, your team without yep. maybe taking hits. So, I think that affords you some, some game weeks. I don't think people will be able to move for him very easily. So, I don't think you have to rush. Yeah, I agree on you 100%. And Josh's second part, uh, with Morel's return, is he a better option than Kyogo, just more of a guarantee of minutes? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Inspire me. I think Morelos is a better option than Kyogo. I think Morelos is more talismanic for him up top again for Rangers. I don't yeah. think that. I think if he's back fit and he's fully fit and playing, I think it'll be hard to drop. Whereas with Celtic, Kyogo can rotate with Jackie Marcus, who probably feels quite aggrieved that he's not getting more game time. Not sell days. He will get game time because he's ended the season quite well. Joint top goal scorer. Yeah. Could go made if they wanted to. I don't see Ange going for two up top. I don't think that's his system. I think he would need to do a lot of me. That doesn't see what he wants to do. I don't see Gio doing that either. Rangers, one up top. Maybe two if they're chasing a the game. So I think Morelos is guaranteed more minutes. If both of them are fit, I think Morelos is guaranteed more minutes. And I think if it come push to shove, that's the one I'd be going for. But again, it's hot streaks. It's good on the right time. There will be times where Morelos will score four or five games in a shot. There will be times where will score five games in a shot. It's just if you're lucky enough to judge these things at the right time by the right player, then you can have both of them. Yeah, I think you're probably more stuck on. Yeah. Then again, I want, I, then again, I want, I want, um, I want to free up more money. I need more money than just downgrading to Morelos. Or no, I'll have to, I would have to upgrade to Morelos. Yeah, he's 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 a striker, yeah. So it's a case of thinking, what, what, what's going to work for me? Having, I, I, having all this money up front in one player, or having a Shankland plus two million, two point five million, mm-hmm. spend on your midfield, start beefing up the Hendersons. The youngest of this world. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you use slightly sticking as well. If you can identify teams that are really poorly, like, for example, if Rangers had a run of maybe St. Johnson, Motherwell, Hibs, all at home, or if they five games out of six at home or something, just sort of a wee kind of quirk of things where it looks good. The wee games are poor teams, home games, the teams are not so poor. Then it's a kind of no-brainer to go for the right player. If there's European games in between games and you see like Kyogo's not get European games, maybe bring him in. If Morelos isn't European game, bring him in. If there's no cup games, think it's just it's just kind of judging on the, the form and the fix at the right time. And it's like like other fans game FPL, you've got to just do it at the right time, hopefully it works. Because I'm pretty sure if they're both fit coming into the season, I also have to be talking about Rangers out defence. They're probably gonna be the, the both highest clean sheets. I'm pretty sure Morelos and Kyogo probably up there for a top goal scorer. They'll not be far off each other. I don't think so. It's getting on at the right time. Right, thanks, Josh. Next question from Brian Plays Attack. Would you go Cather Vickers to James Save Cash to bring in the FFS legend Martin Boyle? And I will go first this one. Cather Vickers to James, I will say no right now because I don't think James is nailed. Uh, but if it's to get Boyle, maybe not right now, down the line, if, you, if, if James becomes a lock in self-defence, if Boyle becomes a lot in the hips, then maybe it's an no-brainer to just downgrade, downgrade one centre back to the other. You see, he looked quite lively in the box, Tom, so there's no reason why. He was a big lad. Yep, he's a big lad, so it could be the equivalent of Cater Vickers in the box. He could maybe offer the same amount of returns defensively. Again, that's a kind of, as you mentioned, Tom, 
full time. It's just a couple of game weeks, see how it all plans out. If it looks that way, James is in and it's his shirt to lose, it's an easy move for money wise. But again, you look at the same time, will his value start going up towards Vickers and then it's pretty close and it's kind of it's really worth it? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit too early just to say on James. Um, I'm more confident with Yilmaz. You know, I downgraded Goldson to Yilmaz for the funds this week. I was going to bank the transfer, but I thought mm, I quite like that move, so that's what I did. Um, it's a bit less stuck on with um, the centre-back situation because you've also got Starfelt in the mix as well coming back. Welsh had a good first game. Would Jens have started had Welsh been well? I would say no. Last week. I don't so, think so. But then, obviously, Jens has went and scored. I don't think Jack Starfield got any goals last, last season. I think he just got one assist. So, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's maybe between Jens and Welsh. But again, I think Anthony Weekend, he hasn't got a start level and he's got a team. So, any game week, player could be rotated in. I think, if you're asking me personally, I think the one doesn't move is Carter Vickers. He's a rock. He's the one doesn't move. Yeah. But he's so expensive. Though. I know, but... I mean, build a game, build a value team you can get to. Wait yeah. and see. I think Taylor's more probably the best compromise. He's not the cheapest. He's not as cheap as Jens. Certainly a lot cheaper than Carter Vickers. And he's only really got Burnaby for competition. Probably we've not really seen that much. He's not, he's not to speed yet, so it's his no. Taylor's shot to lose. So for the time being, Taylor's probably the safest option if you try to get as cheap as possible, but also... Okay, next up, FPL Bobag Andy as at FPL underscore Eels. Top three must haves out with the old firm. Top three must haves. Miofsky's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. We've liked him since the League Cup games. He came good this week. Faced Chelsea, eh, sorry, Chelsea. Set like in game week one. Um, so you can pretty much write off that fixture. Um, this is this is the beginning for him, I think. So I like Miofsky. Barry Mackay, he's looking good at Hearts. Um, goal last week, assist this week. Ticking along nicely. And after that... Um, Shanklin, perhaps. See, I, I look at different. I look at it more like a. It's players who are guaranteed will be steadily returns and at the same time play games. So Mojovski agree with because his price. I like Mackay. My third option probably Scales. I think Scales is nailed at that back line. He's cheap. He's still cheap enough around and he'll tick along nicely. You could even say the goalkeeper, Ruse yeah. or Kuz, Ruse. I mean, yeah. just because they're going to be nailed, they're really cheap. I think as the season will go on, we'll keep track of top 10 players and stuff like this with Dom deep dive as well and you'll probably surprise these players still keep popping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. I can't really, it's, still, it's only two games, we can't really go any further than that. I mean, it's going to be fear four and you'll start to play as an urge. I mean, you still, still still to find their feet up top, but I like Mayovsky, Mackay is seen a hot the ground running and Scales for me or Bruce, one or two, they're both defensive assets, so... Yeah, both enablers free up some fun. Can't argue with that. I do think the boy Mayo can look at Kilmarnock. I think if Kilmarnock get under McInnes quite defensively, he's 2.2. I think he'll 
decent returns, but mm. it's only two weeks in, so right now he's just a cheap enabler. Yeah. Right, question from AFPL Dafty. Morelis to Everton question mark. You had your first smiley face, and I think that is wasn't up to his name because I checked online this morning, I couldn't find anything about it. Morelis to Everton. It's just I think it was a bit hypothetical. Yes. Should AFFS managers keep Kolak? And I'll go this one first. Yes for now, until you see the news, as simple as that. If he's dropped against Johnson, then I think it's time to move because it's game teams can manage. We said before, there's a plethora of players you can easily move to. Mayovsky would be an obvious one. There's also other options there, 4.3, 4.4 players you can just go instead to if he's not nailed. And otherwise, why would you have a range of assets not nailed in your team? It's a waste of spot. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I mean, you might not have to wait as long as the weekend. They're going to play USG tonight, so... But we do get team news at the weekend, so you can still... It could be rotated back in for the St. Johnson game. So if he's playing against St. Johnson, I wouldn't take him out this game. There's really no point if he's going to play against the worst team in the league, potentially. Mm-hmm. If he's not playing against St. Johnson, then it is time to get well, rid of They're down 2-0, so they've got to get some goals back. So you'd imagine whoever starts tonight, maybe the manager's probably got the most confidence in. Um, so I think it would be a good indicator. Plus, obviously, Morelos comes on or starts or whatever and comes off injured again, then <laughs> yeah, your decision is made for you. Aye. Again, just be always say, wait to the latest point possibly your transfer. You're going to get team news anyway, so yeah. have your player at standby you want to bring in and just be ready for the game news. And then if he's, if he's dropped, you can shift, and if not, then you keep and wait to the next game week. Yep. Next up is from WH76. That's WH176. The old arrival McGrath had a United impact on Levitt's fantasy production. So I went to this is when I was talking about earlier on. I think so, because McGrath's basically a number 10 plus the middle. I think Levitt's a kind of silky player. He can play deeper, he can dictate play, but it probably means he's going to be playing behind McGrath. Yeah. Still to see it, but I think that's just going to work. So. I think that make, for me, McGrath probably the more one you want to have. I'm sure it'll still pop up with the points, scores here and there, but they'll probably play the deepest of the two. Totally different to team news, I think that's where it's going to work out. Thoughts, Tom? Well, I think that was the case on the weekend. I looked on, I didn't see much of the game other than some highlights, um, but I looked on Sofa's score and it looked like, from what they were telling, I, don't, I know this is not the most reliable of sources, but it was a 4 2 3 1. So, McGrath was in the middle of the three and Levitt was pushed back into the two. So playing deeper, perhaps less opportunities, but you could score some screamers from out there. Not unheard of. <laughs> Not really the screamers, I know, but I just think if, as he's going to impact him, he's good. He can play there. McGrath's better it's just for for forward. So yeah. I just seen that's what it's going to be. Still a great player. It might just not be a player that you want in your fantasy team. Yep. Right, next up, double questions from Andy Penman. At Andy Penman. Is Lawrence the only range midfielder worth in just now? Gets the passing and tackling bonuses, and if he gets any goal involvement, it's three bonus on top, most likely. Tom? For me, yes. I don't think any of the other Rangers midfielders have showed us anything that leads us to what I get on them. They're expensive, so um, they're difficult to get to. So they've not shown it be anything where I'd want to you know, try and free up money elsewhere to, to get on that. Much more interesting than Barry Mackay, I think. So, no, it's a no for me. Yep, I agree. Until Matondo or Tillsman explode, 
regular form. Hinton has hit the ground running. You say ticks all nicely. He's collecting these bonus points. So to me, he's a must-have range midfielder right now. Until somebody else steps up, he's the one to go for. Definitely. And the last question is from again Andy Penman. How do we fit Boylan when all the midfield options apart from Jota are so cheap? Where is it best to take the money from to lead a fielder to Boyle, Tom? Um, I think we've kind of touched on that already. Yeah, we're both kind of twitching a little bit around the Furuhashi situation. He's 7.8. If someone else can do the job but cheaper, you know, you're going to go for them in all aspects of life. Um, and that frees up some funds to, to you know, upgrade the likes of the younger and Henderson. Those are the, the two cheapy sort of, th- in that sort of three to four million bracket. That could potentially could be um, boil that way, but it's still too early to say for me and boil. So I think it's a, it's a wait and see for me. The old motto. If boil was to explode, like this question could be asked, I think it would be a striker. It would need a striker option. You're not going to downgrade Tavernier. No. Because you bless you, you're just committing game suicide. I don't think any of the defenders in your team would be able to downgrade enough money to bring him in unless you've got a Golson or a Carter Vickers. So the obvious option would be you're up top, big guys up top, with downgrade to a cheaper option and oh, sorry, option and then to bring Boyle in. But like you said, you're not going to give up Jota for Boyle. So you need to bring one of your other ones up to your top of one and a half, maybe one point six might you find somewhere. Unless you go for a real cheap defender, it's going to be a striker. Yeah. As, as it stands. Again, you're not going to get rid of the lawns either, are you? No. no. They two are suited by the template straight away as two, so yep. I think it's a striking eager. I mean, I'm on Shanklin Kolak and Firashi, like I said, and easily one in downgrades. I can easily bring in Boyle. No problem. Mm-hmm. Right, that concludes the questions week, Tom. So we'll move on to the fixtures for game week three. And then we'll do our captains and such. Take a look on this website. Okay, game week two, game week three fixtures. So, we'll have early team news for four games. We've got St. Martin versus Ross County, Rangers versus Johnson, Livingston Hibs, Aberdeen Motherwell. Then on a Sunday, we have Kilmarnock versus Celtic and Hearts versus Dundee United. So, upon hearing that, captain, vice captain, and transfer thoughts. Um, I'm potentially going to hold my transfer this week unless anything happens with Rangers midweek. I don't have any Dundee United, so I don't really have to worry about that fixture. Um, yeah, I think I'm likely to, to hold. I don't see anything too pressing. Um, for captaincy, Rangers at home to St. Johnston, probably going to be Captain Tav, isn't it? Vice-captaincy, I think this is a bit more up for debate. Celtic away at Kilmarnock on the plastic pitch. Okay. I think I'm I think I'm preferring maybe Miowski, vice captain at home to Motherwell, who've not been too great this season. So probably between them, leaning towards Miowski after doing the podcast this evening. Um so that, that, that's probably it for me, yeah. So I'll be captain Tav, Hopkins and Johnson. Vice captain will be between if Kolak starting. Probably Kolak. If he's gone, his move will probably be to Majofsky anyway. Probably vice-captain him. That would be the option of transfer. And potentially take a hit to bring Joe in. Or I might just 
run it one more week. But the fear's getting me. But then it's Kilmarnock mm-hmm. away. Pitch, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if Jota's guaranteed to play in that pitch. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know. Exactly, aye. We'll wait and see. Uh, I think that's safe bet. Captain Tav and vice-captain, either one of Kolak, or if Kolak's not playing, I'll move to Majowski and he will be vice-captain because a nice bomb fixture. That's my transfer there. So I did raise a wheel carry on, but I'm not discussing it. It was a kind of tongue-in-cheek one. I will quite quickly say, I think it was Tom I had cheap upping goalkeeper, four Celtic Rangers midfield, defenders midfield. Yes. Defence, sorry. Find, find it, it. Find it quick. Well, we do exactly what it was. Uh, so you had Bjovski up front as a lone striker uh, with the two cheapies of Nubli and Hewula. Uh, midfield was Lawrence, Yota, Boyle, and the non-playing midfielder of Ferguson. Um, back line of Cochrane, Tav, Carter Vickers, Taylor, and Yilmaz with uh, Aberdeen's Rusin goals. Um, you also had a younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and non-playing goalkeeper of Sinclair at 1.8. And whether it was downgrade Cochrane to Mayo and maybe upgrade Hauer to a more kind of favourable striker. That was my work I was going to go for it, but obviously it's just, just talk, not doing it. Right, Tom, the Regan Charles Cook round two draw. So... I put Donnie's ball in the microwave like like he recommended. So <laughs> it was. 32 teams on the wrong mark. So have you got a system here? Have you got a pen yeah, on that paper? I can do it. Yep. Not, not Donnie's system. He tells me the numbers two or three times because he's, he's a randomizer and one perfect for him. That's a dig, Donnie. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready when you are. Right, okay. Number one to 32. Uh, 21, please. Is Laura Lovian? And uh, 28. Is Tariq Sunny? Uh, number six. Is Donny? Um, number 15. Is Bolexo, I believe, is Conquering Lines in it. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yep, I remember that. Robbie Dempsey, yep. Uh, 25. Is Blades Attack? 18. Same Tom. Can they take this? Is Gavin McCann? Right. It's your old man. Uh, number twenty-six. Itakora Fantasy. Number three. Chris Norwood. Number twelve. Is for fantasy sake, Andrew, who I believe dumped out Gunnar. Just a wee thing here, Gunnar. <laughs> uh, number 20. Melvino, 1968. 
Um, 23. Is FFS whiskey? Number 31. FPL Maz? Number 8. Is Barracuda? Number Champion. one. Twenty ninety three. Uh, nineteen. Fitmapod John. Uh, number eleven. Hatch stats. Number four. Auburn, 89. 20, uh, sorry, uh, 16. Yourself, Tom? Um, 24. Oh, getting on to me. Coach Beard, 1977. Number two. Ski House 78. Number seven. John Easton. Twenty-seven. Andre Bugiak. Like. Thirty. Plays SFC Harry. Uh, 21. FPO Panda. Seventeen. Hoofball Pod Hugh. Thirteen. Yep, that is Lee Lee Cami. Thirty two. We'll play Ian F. Reed. Uh, Twenty nine. Uh, FPL General. 14. I think that's a lot. No, there's one more to go, I'm sure. Was there? Yep. Try to see what I'll see if General plays the Dave one. Well, I've got two left, so I can find them if you can't find them. Uh, Cami37. We'll play Ewan RFC83. Oh, yeah. It's quite clever. So it's Laura Lovin versus Tariq Sonny, Donny versus Belixo, Blaze Attack versus Gavin McCann, Tom's Dad versus Pecora, Fantasy, Chris Nobber 13, Bliss, for Fantasy Sake, Andrew, Melvino 68 versus FPS Whiskey, FPL Maz versus Barracuda, 
plus Fit Papa John, Hart Stats versus Auburn 89, Tom versus Coachfield 1977, Ski House 78 versus John Easton, Andrea Budiak versus Scottish Fantasy Football Community Harry, FPL Panda plus Football 2, Lee Lee Cammy versus Ian F. Reed, FPL Journal versus Dave 1, and Cammy 37 versus UNRFC 83. So I'll get this online later on, obviously, but that'll be another two legged tie, game week three, game week four. Exit the next round. Something tasty ties there. Couple of cup holders still in it. Couple of cup holders already knocked out. Take it for there, Tom. Yep. Right, do you want to get plugs in for we go? I am at FFS underscore skill on Twitter. You can hit me up there. I'm a fantasy half. Donny as a FFS underscore Donny. We'll be back next week, hopefully free unless Sun Hams, and we'll cover on game week three. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you down the road. So goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. Goodbye for me. Bye-bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 